0: you're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wonderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we are going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Welcome back to How She Creates. I have possibly the longest running guest back today to share about her brand new book, Amy Miracle. Welcome back for, I don't even know how many times you've been on the podcast at this point.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. It's so nice to be here with you, always.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. That's why I, I love talking to you. So I'm so glad that you are willing to keep coming back. Well, thanks so much for having me.
1: Really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, so if anyone hasn't heard any of your past episodes, will you give us a quick introduction to who you are?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Amy Maracle, and I have um, an online art studio for adults called Mindful Art Studio. And um, what I do is try to help people, hopefully not just try, (laughs) I think I do, (laughs) help people to have a more Mindful, process oriented, joyful approach to their art that then drives their art process forward and helps them create more and enjoy more um, and make more art and
0: better art. I definitely think you do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, tell us a little bit more about where you are creatively today because you have a brand new book that just came out last week and it's all about you know, drawings within nature. And so I know a lot of your work in the past few years has been really focused in on nature. Can you share a little bit of the process of how you got there?
1: Sure. I mean, it's a little bit one of those things like, where did the, where's the thread go? Because, um, of course, I've always really felt so connected to nature, like a lot of people do and have always found great connections between my love of nature and my love of art and the way that they both feel. I don't know. And I bet you, I, I think we've talked about this. I think you feel similar too. like, there's this sense of being at home in nature in a way that feels really similar to the way that I feel at home or in an expansive kind of place when I'm making art, and I'm in that really open, curious, exploratory kind of space, it feels the same. Uh, so there's always been that. And then in terms of the book specifically, for the last, I'm not sure how many years, I've just been very fascinated by patterns in nature. And when the pandemic hit, and we all were told to stay at home, I was extremely lucky in that I live in a suburban area with a fair amount of nature and woods and things. And I also have very close by a little nature preserve. Now, to be clear, it is very much on the side of the highway. (laughs) So you definitely still hear highway and everything. But I mentioned that because it's still, even despite that, a very magical place for me. And I was super lucky to be able to escape there like... Very often, and have a little bit of time to myself. And even more than I used to, I would just go in and just slowly walk and look and be curious. And, you know, was basically like, hello, Woods, please (laughs) help me, (laughs) help us all, (laughs) you know. And um, that slow looking led to obviously even more noticing. And it tied very much in with the process of creating slowly and mindfully that I was already engaged in, but kind of then reinforced it and made it more purposeful. And knowing how lucky I was and how privileged I was, I really felt like I really want to give something back, right? I had already been doing online classes and online live retreats and so forth. And so, you know, my life in terms of that stuff didn't change very much and so i thought you know i what can i do oh i know i can <laughs> i can offer workshops like every week i don't know how long i can keep this up but i can offer this and very quickly i settled into this pattern of offering these slow drawing parties on, with nature based patterns and then after a little bit i realized well if i kind of make this a little bit formulaic in a sense i can work within that flexible structure and keep coming up with new patterns without it being so laborious for me. And so my formula became, it needed to be a pattern that I could extract from nature and I could boil it down such that it was simple enough that anybody could draw it. But interesting enough that you would want to do it many times, many different ways and keep exploring it. And
0: I think I've gone way beyond your question,
1: but (laughs)
0: sorry. (laughs) No, that that's perfect. And it actually introduces kind of all of our topics today. You know, we want to talk about slow drawing. We want to talk about the book and we want to talk about the radiant art retreat because all of them have to do with being in nature and creating our art from that. Um, So Tell us a little bit about the story of how your book came to be. So you told us about, you know, you started your Friday Slow Drawings, and then how did it spiral into a book? And tell us a little synopsis about the book, too. We haven't even said what it's called yet.
1: Sure. So I'll start with the workshop. So yes, they started on Fridays. Now they're Wednesdays. It's Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard, which is New York time. People want to look on their roll clock on their smartphone to figure out when that is for them. Uh, and, um, that was my answer of what I, I could do, what I could offer to help. And so I was doing that. I was blogging as I always do about what I was doing. And then the publisher approached me and said, would you like to do a book on this? And I was like, would I like to do a book on this? Do I like cookies and cream ice cream? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> and so I started working on it. Um. In 2020 then we had like all pandemic things we had a big pause and then uh finished it up uh like started working back on it like last summer i think it was finished it up by the end of the year pretty much and and now it just published and it's called draw yourself calm and it's 25 of my favorite patterns out of the ones that i've done over these last two years and um I talk about my philosophy with slow drying and I should back up and say just a little bit more about how I envision that. So s- slow drying, you know, there's slow baking and slow uh walking and slow eating and slow, you know, knitting, who knows. But you can do anything slowly and in my case mindfully and that just means tuning in slowing down enough that you tune into what you're actually doing in the moment so like right now you and i could be having a very mindful conversation as i say that i naturally just slowed down and now i'm paying attention to the sound of my own voice i can feel the vibration of my voice in my throat i can feel it actually in my back right so we can really Notice a lot more when we slow down, and of course, we're all moving much too fast most of the time. Myself, so um, with slow drawing, I really am cueing people to tune in through their senses. So, notice what you're feeling in your hand, noticing uh, the texture of the paper, the way the pen feels right? All these different cues. See if you can slow down enough that you actually watch the ink sink down into the paper. Right. And so I introduce all of that in the book, as well as places where I find it connects to the rest of my life. So like, I'm still mindless and, you know, at times impatient and completely lose my temper when I shouldn't and all those things. But I will say I do find the practice has absolutely helped me at times to have more pause, to slow down, to appreciate to find more beauty and the more i practice it with the slow walking that i explained and also the slow drawing when i enter into either drawing or walking in nature if i'm alone especially i it's like a cue to my body i like i enter right into it i don't even need any preamble it just is like muscle memory and i go right there so i talk all about that in the book and then i give step by step for each pattern And so my hope is I'm giving a foundation for folks that they could follow everything step by step and make it look their translation of what I'm showing. Or they could start there and then take all the different suggestions for how to spin it out and experiment with it and make it very much their own. And of course, that's my hope is that people really make it their own thing because you know, we know what I would do with each of these patterns. We don't know though what, you know, Sally and Juanita and Jasmine and, you know, you know, Josh would do.
0: And one thing I just love so much about the book is it's it's a perfect reaction to the pandemic, you know, of we all needed something to do and something to like calm our nerves, but it's also kind of the perfect reaction to our current culture, you know, a lot of people are just on Instagram and TikTok all the time. And you see people create works of art in 10 seconds or less, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not real. And that's um, on your phone, you know, and so the book is just the opposite of that. It's something you tangibly hold in your hand and you have to take your time and enjoy the experience of taking your time. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is about, you know, you and I did an activity together from the book on on Instagram, of course. Um, but for 45 (laughs) minutes we sat and we both drew one thing. It took us 45 minutes to draw one pattern, one piece. Um, you know, and that is so different than what the culture currently is pushing at us everywhere. And so I love that the book is, you know, a pushback against that and is reminding us that art should be slow. Art is not fast. Um, Regardless of what you see on TikTok, it is not fast like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that because, I mean, I I come by the work really honestly. I need it just as much (laughs) as everybody else. Um, I don't come, but, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm great at slowing down all the time. I'm not. I And so it for me, it's just it keeps it, teaching it keeps it really present for me. And I'm really appreciative for that, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so you shared a little bit about your creative process, you know, when you sit down to create something, um, what was the process like and how was it different when you were writing the book, when you were creating something for someone else with a really specific purpose, Mm -hmm. how did that change your mindset?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it was definitely different creating the pieces for the book. I definitely was more what, um, You know, I talk a lot about perfectionism in the book and really creating multiple times, multiple ways. And that for me does really work to get past that sense of perfectionism. But of course, I'm creating pieces that are going to be representing me and my best art in the book. And so, um, in, in slow drawing anyway. And so, you know, I did, and I have to be able to show it step by step, by step, by step, and record the whole process. So I definitely wasn't as free with the samples as I am normally when I'm just exploring and drawing. Now I do come out with very finished samples or pieces, I should say, uh when I work normally. But it's one thing when you're doing it freely on your own, and then you can make, you know, 15 of one pattern and you say, Oh, I like one, three, and you know, six. Versus like, you know, I have this many patterns to create or recreate, let's say, and, you know, I need to show it step by step and I want it to look its best.
0: Yeah. Did you find the romantic writer's ideal life when you were writing the book that, you know, all of our older writers, they lock themselves in a cabin and like romanticize that (laughs) idea? Did you have that experience?
1: Well, you know, my book is a lot less writing and text than a lot of other books are, of course, because mm-hmm. it's highly visual. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of writing involved, but not like there would be for a book that was mostly text of the same size. So, um, no, I mean, I think I found exactly what people talk about, which is, well, and I mean, and I had some of that, exp- right, because I, I write a ton for mm-hmm. my Right. Mm-hmm. Like I make PDFs with a lot of the classes like it's it, it's not a new process in that way. And I, you know, when I was in grad school, I wrote a thesis, well, actually twice in undergrad and grad school. But so, I mean, it felt familiar, but it is a lot of hard work and you do have to go back over things a lot of times. And there were times where, you know, you do have to remember, like, oh, yeah. The reason I feel this way and the reason I feel this like inability to get to the root of what I'm trying to say is because I need to go do some art (laughs) because my head's not clear, you know, and just kind of relearning those lessons that happen sometimes, like whether I'm, you know, writing about content for the website or for classes or whatever, or if I was working on the book, it just gets more intense when you're working on a book.
0: Oh, I love that cycle. Yeah, I love the cycle of, you know, I'm writing a book about art, but I'm stuck. So I need to go make art so I can write more about my book about art. And, you know, that's a fun. Yeah, the
1: the doing informs the the writing. And so it wasn't necessarily that I was going to go and do a like, you know, slow drawing, so to speak, in the same format. It was just I needed time time to just create something and then allow my thoughts to just kind of slowly make their way. And then after a while, I'd be like, oh, I I, I know what I was trying to say or what is it I need to say.
0: Do you think that you are going to get tired of slow drawing? You've done, what, 200, uh, over 100 at least slow drawing classes. You've written a book about it. Are there still more patterns out there for you to find?
1: Did you count? Cause I really don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I was doing the math between if you did one every week for two years. I mean, that's over a hundred.
1: So there are missed weeks in there, right? Because I learned early on that I had to practice good self-care. Mm-hmm. So in the first year I did too many. So I probably did more in 2020 than I did in 2021 or this year. So I learned I had to schedule in break weeks. Mm-hmm. So now I have break weeks. It's not regularized. Certainly when my son has break i take a break and then i also learned last year i took all of december off for a winter break and that was very wise and needed um i don't know i mean i have no idea and there's definitely way more patterns to be discovered that part i don't question mm-hmm. you know whether or not at some point i'll be like and i think about it you know like when will that moment come i don't know but when it does then something will shift and something else will Appear, but I, I really like the being with the community on Facebook Live every week. It really, it also gives back to me. Mm-hmm. It, it gets hard, as you know, kind of typing back and forth with everybody, and it's, it gives me more back. And I, I have to be real about my need to get energy back as well.
0: Yeah, and I love that you know as artists we all kind of go through phases and we'll you know we're interested in one thing for a while maybe a year maybe 10 years and then we move on to kind of new interest and i love that your book is a physical response that will live on you know the techniques in your book are timeless and that's what i really love about it is it's not a very trendy craft book where it's like oh you know everyone's like doing chevron and that is going to be very out of style in a year you know but your book is nature patterns, simple line drawings, you know, that is going to stay relevant forever, you know, so people are going to be able to to continually find your work in your book and continue learning from it all throughout their life. You know, the skills that they're going to learn from this book and from this process you've created and shared is going to take them into every facet of their work, you know. And so what do you hope that people are able to take away you know, from going through the book for their long-term art process.
1: Uh, Yeah, I love that you led into this because it's really important to me. So, I mean, I hope that, well, first of all, I hope you're right (laughs) (laughs) about its longevity. Uh, But secondly, I, you know, the basic process is work small with simple materials that you can carry with you and work in in in-between moments. And in my case, on nature-based patterns. So, you know, my real big, big, big goal is to help people establish their own ongoing art practice. And my hope is that folks take learning from doing this process to start to notice, like, which bits of this work for me, which bits of this structure speak to me and help me, you know, which parts am I just going to leave to the side? And that's fine. Uh, but you know, a lot of folks have said, you know, people who are attracted to this book obviously like nature, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people have told me, my God, I see patterns everywhere now. I'm looking at lichens. My kids are like, stop looking at the lichens. (laughs) Um, I don't care. (laughs) And that's, that makes me super happy when people say that sort of thing and that, you know, it's taught them that they really can make art and they really are artistic and creative when they really weren't sure. And I think a lot of people don't have a great avenue by which to make art for all the multitude of reasons of, you know, discouragement when you're young and then just not having a structure. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, you know, I'm big into flexible structures. So my hope is that, again, people experience it and then adapt it. themselves both the patterns and the structure itself and so you know i've got a whole section in here on innovating with the patterns and bunches of ways to do that i've got a whole section on how to look at nature go out take photos and draw and then extrapolate their own patterns in the exact same way I have a section on, um, what to do with your drawings. Cause that's another big question that people always have. Uh, especially if they don't have a lot of art experience, like what do I do with all these little slow drawings? <laughs> and I've got lots of ideas for that. So, I mean, I tried to cover all the bases and the, the publisher really honestly was amazing and did such a great job of translating my aesthetic and my vision into the book. And, um, I think it's really beautiful. And I've heard that from a lot of readers. So that's Mm -hmm. very satisfying.
0: It is very, very beautiful. And yeah, I love the structure of the book because, like you said, it's 25 projects step by step that you can just pop open the book and just start doing a project. It's not like you have to read the whole book and then like Mm -hmm. create your own formula and then work from there. You know, it's a very instructive step by step book. It's a guide. And then, like you said, you have you know, sections that are more instructive and more thoughtful. Um, and there's like little tidbits throughout, you know, it's like, here's how to draw this thing, but here's how to make it more mindful. You know, I love those like really simple reminders because, you know, we're so overwhelmed, overstimulated with like millions of things, um, that it's hard sometimes to sit down and read a ton. So I love that your book is very visual and has very simple snippets that get right to the point that are very very helpful. Um and you know, we did an activity together and it was so nice to just kind of draw and chat and I could totally see people doing this with their kids, any age kid. You know, mm-hmm. Amy and I both have therapy backgrounds. so this is immediately I think about this like you sit down your teenager who doesn't really want to talk to you and you both start doing a, uh, you know, one of the slow drawing patterns and next thing you know you're chatting and they haven't even realized it. You know, and it's such a nice way to, you know, have a long time, but also to connect with other people with a little bit of that distraction in between that kind of deepens the relationship and the conversation.
1: Yeah. And I think that small art is very inviting and Mm -hmm. evocative. It's a lot less threatening, both from a materials and time perspective, but also just like, it's just a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? Just tiny, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. And it definitely has a like, um, easy Way in, you know, I don't look at your work and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like a masterpiece. Like I could never do that. I'm like, Oh, those are just lines. I, I could do that. You know, it's mm-hmm. very inviting and encouraging. Um, and especially with the step-by-step process for people who really want that kind of handheld specific guide. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also very much like, look at this piece, draw what you see from it. You know, this, rock or this, you know, snail shell, whatever it is. Um, and it, it gives both personalities a lot of freedom and encouragement Space. that they need. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so tell me, do you have a favorite part of creating the book? And do you have a favorite project in the book?
1: I don't pick favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't, except for an ice cream. And I mentioned that before, yep. Cheese and cream, case anyone was wondering. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) no, I really, I I don't like, I tend to just, there's so much that I love in art. And I mean, I guess it's just very satisfying to, you know, I walked into a bookstore and saw my book on (gasps) the show and this, you know, thing that I've been working so hard on and that the community has been a part of, and, you know, it's like this culmination of all this, time and practice that we've all had together. And, you know, I really enjoy it. I I guess, well, I guess I would say one of my favorite things was having an opportunity to write a bit more Mm -hmm. and have it published somewhere where if, you know, the internet were to blow up, there's now going to be something concrete that Mm -hmm. I made, uh, writing wise, Mm -hmm. that's really satisfying. Um, and I I definitely want to do more of that. Oh yeah, and I've always wanted to.
0: That yeah, that's that is just so cool. Nothing can replace that feeling of walking in and seeing your work, you know, somewhere out in the world. Speaking of, have you seen um, some really cool things people have done with the exercises in the book? How they have, you know, morphed them and turned them into their own projects. Do you have any examples that come to mind?
1: Um, I have, yes. Um. So there's a pattern called twist. And um, so when I present it, it's all typically kind of like a wave format, which then gets like these wavy weave looking things. And this person turned it almost into like a, a circular braid, mm. very intricate and beautiful. And I mean, that's, that's what I love seeing. I love seeing when people... Take something and twist it and turn it and, you know, do it three different ways and make it very much their own.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to see more and more because, you know, that also gives me ideas, you know, as a user of the book of what mm-hmm. else I can do with it when I see start seeing other people iterate it because it's kind of permission giving. But it's also like, oh, I never would have thought about that. That's yeah. you know, so interesting. Maybe I could do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that community part.
1: Oh, sorry. One thing I will say is uh, I really recommend keeping a little piece of paper by you that with the question, what if written Mm -hmm. at the top, so that as you're drawing, there may be little ideas like, oh yeah, what if I did this in a thicker pen? What if I did this in added watercolor? What if I did this with my non-dominant hand? And what if, what if, what if? And you write down those what ifs so you can keep going on what you're doing, but you save a cache of ideas to explore on other cards, And I think that's a way to give yourself permission also.
0: That, that is so smart. I love an idea list, you know, an idea notebook, but I love the idea of keeping it as a, what if list, you know, more of a curiosity list than a to-do list. Um,
1: Yes. Cause it really is about, for me, a really rich art practice is about following curiosities, like in the same way a scientist does.
0: Yeah, that that's such a great kind of like mindset shift. And what would you tell someone who is like, oh, my gosh, I need to slow down. This is definitely sounds for me, but they are having trouble slowing down. They sit down. They want to rush to the activities. They can't quite, you know, calm and center themselves. What advice would you give for them?
1: Well, first, give yourself some grace, because a lot of us are in the same boat. (laughs) It's not at all uncommon that I hear that from students in the beginning. Secondly, I will say, uh, give yourself some space. Like, it might be for me, or it might not be for me, and whatever the answer is, is okay. Um, But also, a lot of those students who start out saying that slowing down actually feels a little uncomfortable at first. when They hear my coaching or read the book and, you know, put it into context about the way that we get all these messages to be productive and to hurry up and all of that and how much it fits into, like, how understandable it is that we feel that way, that it's uncomfortable. It's very logical that it's uncomfortable to slow down. And hearing that reassurance again and again, I think then after It's like anything else. It's a little bit of just sitting down and practicing it. And when you catch yourself speeding up, which frankly, while I'm teaching, that happens to me constantly because I'm trying to explain and mindfully draw at the same time. So I have two purposes in mind instead of just one. And so I will just, ah, yes. Okay. I need to slow down. And then I literally pause. And often I will even just say it, take a deep breath. And then I reapproach the practice of slowly, and for me, gently holding the pen or the paintbrush really helps me to slow down. And I'm back to focusing through my senses, noticing what the pen feels like, the paper, noticing my breath. And little by little, most people find that they're able to slow down. And then when they let go of that productivity mindset and Settle into I am allowed to enjoy this time, I have permission. It becomes much more comfortable and enjoyable, and then things really shift. The art improves much faster, their enjoyment, and then they want to make more art.
0: Oh, that perfectly leads into us talking about the retreat. Because if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I want to do that, I don't know how to find this time. Um, We have literally turned Amy's book into a retreat, you know, essentially this mindful, slow, calm, nature inspired, um, theme we have turned into a real living, breathing thing. Um, so if you are like, I want to do this, but I can't, don't think I could do it on my own. We would absolutely love to have you join us um, so we can chat a little bit about the retreat. I'll give you just a quick overview. So the next Radiant Art Retreat is going to be with Amy Miracle. She's going to be our guest artist. We are going to stay at Camellia Palms on the on Lake Jackson in Florala, Alabama. It is right on the Florida, Alabama line. Um, and it is just this adorable little small town. Um, it's like I said, the house is this big beautiful old house. It's been um, you know, refinished and it's really lovely and inviting and kind of whimsical. It's right on the lake. There's these big, beautiful trees with Spanish moss hanging off of them, you know, where you can see the lake from a lot of the rooms. And um we're just gonna spend a long weekend, October 20th through 23rd, together. And Amy is gonna lead us through a lot of different, um art workshops. There's gonna be slow drawing, painting, uh lots of good things and we're gonna have a private show. Oh, awkward drawing. yeah. So many good things. And there's going to be about 10 of us total. So it's going to be a very small group and we're all just going to hang out in the house. We're going to go on some little adventures to a really beautiful crystal spring. And we're going to explore there and have a lunch, a picnic lunch and, um, do lots of drawing and take out the paddle boards. Um, we're going to have a private chef who's going to make all of our meals. So really it is a space that you don't have to do anything. You know, we have created this so that everything is taken care of for you. So all of those outside worries are not, you know, knocking at your door on your phone constantly. um, And you just have time to just be with the art. And Amy is going to be leading us through that process. So Amy, will you share a little bit more about what that's going to look like?
1: Sure. So we're going to be doing my Drawing Closer to Nature workshop where we, so it'll be a combination of um, that plus slow drawing from Draw Yourself Calm. So we'll uh, do a little bit of intro with Draw Yourself Calm when first folks um, arrive. And then when we're out in nature, we're going to spend some time really slowing down and looking because most of drawing, like drawing from life, not patterns, but actually representational drawing is about learning to see, getting rid of that mental image and learning to draw what you're actually seeing in front of you. So we'll spend time practicing contour drawing and then adding color to that, which really makes it come alive. And then looking at how to mix and match and combine that kind of work together with slow drawing and Collage in your journals, and a lot about my approach and the way that I make things come to life in my journals.
0: It's it's going to be a really fun time. You know, we're going to do a lot of these workshops on site. You know, down at the lake at the Crystal Springs. I'm um, excited about that, yeah. So you're going to have plenty of time to just take nature walks, to take beautiful photos of interesting patterns that you see. And, you know, Amy's going to be walking us through all of that. And she's going to be there to demonstrate and to offer feedback and to remind me to talk slower because it is a problem that I have, you know, um, and you know, when we we design.
1: I was just going to say, we're going to, you know, just to be concrete about it, like we'll walk down to, the pond there and we're all going to take a nature walk and someone's going to pick up seed pods and someone else is going to pick up a frond from a willow tree and somebody else is going to pick up a flower petal. And we're all going to spend time looking at and then learning to draw that object plus several others. We're going to look at how to look at different than like you were saying patterns in nature and how to extrapolate a simplified pattern from that and translate that onto the page in the same way I do with slow drawing and then we're going to look at weaving all of that together so it's all super based in nature and everyone's going to have a different way of translating that and that's going to be as you were saying before very inspiring and we're going to cross pollinate our ideas and that is going to be really cool
0: yeah I I just can't wait. I love these retreats, are my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, so I am just so thrilled that you're gonna be there teaching and that I get to participate because I normally teach a lot. And so I'm really excited just to sit and participate and decorate the table. That's like one of my favorite thing to do is I decorate the table for all of our meals. So we have a different tablescape um that's like really beautiful and inspiring and kind of based on what we're doing. So it's uh it's one of my favorite things uh because I want yeah, all the food details. Food.
1: Food. What? Food. I'm oh, a food centric.
0: I'm uh, about food. <laughs> okay. So Chef Annie is a local chef there. Um and so first of all, you know, she is extremely talented and very thoughtful. And so if you have any food, you know, needs, she will totally do whatever you need. You know, if you're vegan or dairy free, whatever it is, she's gonna make sure that you're you're gonna have delicious Meals, not like you have to eat pasta while we eat this amazing dinner, like she's gonna make you an equal amazing option. Um, but she is just extremely creative with uh, the food, and so every single detail I like to have be a very thought out part of the retreat. Um, so we're not just like I said, eating pasta, you know, she is making homemade pasta for us. When- so Annie creates us a local menu based on what is fresh. You know, seasonally and what she can get locally, and so I always love kind of being surprised. She sends me a menu, but then it's always a little bit different than what Mm -hmm. she told me. So I like to keep it a little bit of a surprise for her. Um, And it was so sweet last year. She made um, breakfast pancakes, Uh, pancake cake. I don't know how to say that, pancake cake. It was a pancake cake for uh, two of the girls had a birthday, and so. With pancake cake for breakfast and it was absolutely delicious and beautiful
1: i want a pancake can it be someone's birthday hey somebody with a birthday please join (laughs) It
0: it was so so thoughtful um she also taught us how to make avocado roses um and so each meal, she does something interactive for us. So we learned how to make roses so that we could like garnish our plates and our like meals really beautifully. Um, it was very, very fun. And they're actually very pretty uh, and easier to do than you think. And that's the thing. She makes it so easy. That's and
1: cool. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. accessible. Um, so yeah, she made, uh, she made shrimp and grits one time with all local stuff because, you know, we're by the sea. Oh, yeah. So it's, oh, it's right. so good. She's got good stuff too, but I'm ready to eat. I know. (laughs) I know. It's so good. We spend a lot of time eating good food and learning about the food. So we do a lot of that and there's like always snacks around. She always has these beautiful vases of, um, really fancy water, like different flavors of water out, um, for us to like, and it sounds like it's very, like
1: you feel pampered.
0: Absolutely. That's what everyone says. It is such a break from real life you know, you don't have to clean anything. You don't have to do anything, be anywhere at a certain time. Um, You know, we kind of take care of everything. Yes. Oh, (laughs) you know, one of my favorite memories from the last retreat is I came um, down the stairs to like the living general area and a couple of the ladies were already out there and they were on the floor in their pajamas and they had just all of their art supplies just spread out all around them. And they were like little kids like trading cards oh. you know and they were just showing each other stuff and like trading and just playing with each others um supplies, supplies. and yeah. so it was just like the sweetest most lovely like thing to walk down to and to be like these are my people you know this is what and i want to do what we need right
1: mm-hmm. and we need this kind of, right now in life in the world we all just need that that kind of nurturing and that kind of connection and yeah We all deserve it.
0: (laughs) Right? Yes, I know. And that's what I always tell people. Like my husband is so wonderful and supportive, but he does not want to sit and talk with me about art supplies for two hours, you know, and people who come to this retreat want to do that, you know, with you. And so this is where you can find your people. Um, as of recording this, we only have three spots left and someone just emailed me about another spot. So by the time this airs, we may only have one or two spots left. So I would love for you to join us at this very moment. We have a private room with a private bathroom available, and we have um, a space in the shared room with the shared bathroom. Um, so there is something for everyone, you know, um, whatever kind of the like privacy and budget level that you want to uh, join us with. But like I said, that is going to close it's going to fill up and it's going to close registration by the end of September. So we would love to have you join us. It's going to be just right below in the show notes or you can just go to lauren-likes.com and, and sign up for that and get just all of the information about it. Or you can email me if you have a specific question. Um, But yeah, I can't wait. Mm. Um, Amy, okay. We are going to cut this episode because we are just chatting endlessly and I could talk to you all day, but I want to end with a question that I ask everyone. Uh, What does living a creative lifestyle look like for you?
1: You know, I think it's like a lot of creative people. It's, it's, doesn't it get just kind of infused into everything, right? (laughs) So, you know, whether I'm outside. You know, I'm looking at things. I'm taking photos. I'm gathering ideas. Or when I cook, right? We're talking about the cooking and how creative Annie is, Annie, right? Um, yeah, like I find cooking to be a totally creative process. Not baking—that's chemistry, full <laughs> well, of facts that I don't enter into. But um, not, not, not from scratch. Anyway, I love to be creative when I cook. Um, You know, of course, as a parent, I do a lot of creative things. So it's just, I'm grateful that it gets to be woven in lots of places. And I'm grateful that I have the kind of life where I can do that. And I don't have to work like, you know, tons of jobs. And I'm so worn out that I can't do it. So I'm really grateful that it is so woven out throughout my life.
0: Oh, I love it. So Lauren, does anyone ever ask you that question? Oh, good, good, good question. No, no one ever asked. Thank you. Oh, gosh, I know. Now I'm like, Oh, I'm completely unprepared. Um, (laughs) Nope, I agree with what you're saying. It's, it's, it's infusing everything you're doing into your creativity, whether you're doing it creatively, or it's in, in informing your creativity you know it's about being curious and about wandering and wondering you know that's kind of what I say in the intro I think of the podcast which I don't ever listen to anymore but I think that's what it says and it is it's still so true it's you know going out and wandering like you said going for walks traveling that's a huge thing that inspires me and so you know even if it's just going that
1: must be creative for you the way that you travel seems very creatively driven
0: absolutely absolutely and you know and that's what we go places you know based on what we think well it's going to be interesting and you know i make sure that i have time to go walk around and look at street art and take notice of what color all of the buildings in a different culture are and try every bit of food that i can um you know t- i take note of all the different flowers and plants that we don't have that they do um mm you know, it's, it's just being curious and just kind of wandering around. And then, like you said, it's about wondering, like, what if this, what if I combine these colors in something of my art back home, you know? And so it just slowly informs everything that I do. Um, And, you know, I always encourage people, like, you don't have to travel to do this. You know, there's a local festival in your town of something you don't know about, and you can go learn, you know, it's like traveling but it's in your town. You could go to a new part of town. You could go to a market. You could go do all kinds of stuff very close to home um, and find that same kind of inspiration.
1: I feel like I hear you saying that, like I'm trying to kind of zoom way out. I feel like I hear you saying that contrast Mm. inspires you. Like you're talking about all the different kinds of plants and architecture and food and do you, do you think that's part of it or is it different?
0: No, I think that's exactly it. It's something new. It's something novel. Um, it's something different. Yeah, I think that's very, very inspiring to me. And that's something in my personality that I need a lot of. It's just something new and something different consistently. Mm. It's good to
1: know about yourself.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, Amy, tell us where we can find your book.
1: Uh, You can find Draw Calm and pretty much everywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon and bookshop.org and Barnes & Noble and Target. And I believe it's at Michael's. Um, And then lots of local booksellers are carrying it as well. So pretty much you can just Google it plus your country name, depending on where you are, and should
0: pop up. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm going to Target today, so I'm going to go look for it. And I'll post a picture if my Target has it. Oh, that's so exciting. Amy, thank you so much. Um, what is your website? I don't think we shared where people can find you directly.
1: Oh, great. It's mindfulartstudio.com. And then my Instagram is at Amy miracle That's M-A-R-I-C-O-E. Um, and Facebook, it's Mindful Art Studio. And yeah, those are the main channels where I hang out most of the time.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll, ha- I'll have the links to Amy and to the book and to everything in the show notes if you just scroll below or you can visit lauren-likes.com and everything will be right there for you to find orga- organized very simply for you. Um, the retreat info will also be there and will be in the show notes. Um, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for writing such a beautiful book and thank you for coming to the art retreat with us.
1: Thank you so much, Lauren. I can't wait.
0: All right. We'll see you next That's week. Me. Okay.
1: Yeah. Bye-bye.
0: thank you so much for listening to how she creates if you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show please visit lauren-likes.com podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here if you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on itunes that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something.